Defended by Simmons. Is this the Tiger? Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Making Money podcast here at Battleborn Fan Talk. Talking to you guys about all things betting and sports, including fantasy. Carson Klein, welcome to the podcast. You're here to talk Masters. How are you doing today? Doing not too bad. Doing pretty good. How about you? I'm not too bad. Not too bad. I'm excited for the weekend. Uh, it's one of the highest anticipated golf tournaments in all of the sport itself. Uh, tell me, or how much excitement do you have for this tournament? Oh, it'll be wonderful. I can't wait to go and get it started. I can't wait to just go and feel the electric roars at the Augusta National, and it'll be really, really fun to go watch. All right, so let's start with uh, the clear favorite, John Rahm. Tell me, is this a safe bet? He's plus 65 five right now. So it's plus 655. Sorry, I kind of said that wrong. Um, you know, points bets giving him at about a plus 1,200 odds to win. A lot of people think that he is a no-brainer pick. Uh, what do you think about that? I think he's a pretty obvious pick for sure. Um, he's a former number one like, yeah, player in the world. He's played some terrific golf over the past like, yeah, few years here and been pretty consistent. Um, he's struggled a little bit lately, but I definitely can understand why he's been knocked down number one pick for sure. All right, let's move on to our number two favorite on the FanDuel betting odds, and that is Justin Thomas at plus 1,300. Uh, you know, Thomas' all-around game gives him the ability to put up, you know, low scores in almost every single round. Uh, we've seen him in the past do this. Tell me, is Justin Thomas a guy that you have interested in if you would put your money down? Or are you looking at the third guy, Rory McIlroy, who's plus 2,000 on DraftKings? He's a four-time major champion, has an impressive six top 10 finishes, and 13 Masters appearance. Obviously, we know that experience is important. Out of these two, Thomas and McIlroy, who do you feel more comfortable putting your money on? Yeah, like you just said, experience definitely is important at the Masters, um, and it's pretty important just to go and have. But I would not definitely bet on uh, Rory. He's hasn't been looking too good lately and been very, very shaky. Um, and just has been very, very ricky with consistency lately. So I wouldn't really put too much money on him. Um, I think Justin Thomas, if you look at him, though, he's just been terrific lately, and he's just done everything just so well and just so effectively. His ball striking ability and just his chipping and putting has been really, really good this season. And I think if you were to go and bet on anyone, it would definitely be Justin Thomas. He came fourth in 2020. And this is his time to shine. I think it's definitely this could be his weekend to do what he hasn't done yet, and that is win that green jacket. Yeah, you know, Justin Thomas is a very intriguing pick. Definitely somebody I'm looking at putting money on. But do you have any interest on putting money on Tyrell Haddon? Uh, no, not really too, too much. I think I'd rather look at the other kind of better underrated players, like the players that are kind of doing a bit better right now that are more recently, like Cameron Smith and guys like Scotty Scheffler have been really, really consistently playing good golf this year. Even you could throw in names like Victor Hovland as well and Patrick Canley. Uh, but I would never bet on him, no, in general. <laughs> okay. 
I don't know. I kind of feel like Tyrell might surprise some people in this tournament. But, um, you know, since betting and all this stuff, you look for the best value. Give me, like, a couple sleepers, like, real under-the-radar guys that you want to tell the listeners to really look at if they want to put some money down on arguably the best tournament in all of golf. Um, I think from Canada, I think definitely, a, uh, for sure, a lock would definitely be Corey Cotters for doing pretty well. He's improved every single year at the Masters. He first finished top 46, then he finished top 10, then he finished top 8, and he's just getting better and better each year. Um, he always seems to kind of do really, really well here. As he finished eighth last year, like, yeah, it just seems to improve. So that's one player for sure. Um, I think players like Patrick Hanley as well, who is not really, he's, like, pretty well known. And he's a little bit underrated going into this tournament because he hasn't really been playing a whole lot of golf lately. But you cannot forget about him. He's been pretty consistent and a pretty good golfer in general. I think the biggest sleeper um, overall, though, would be Xander Shoffley as He's just done terrific at the Masters, and he's finished tied for second in 2019, and he's done well every single year, usually got the Masters. 2020 was a bit of an off year for him, but I think everybody with COVID, I think, has a little bit tough to kind of stay consistent and be very dominant that year. Um, so I would definitely take my sleeper pick with Xander Shoffley. That's an interesting pick. I really like that one, actually, now that you brought that up. See, one of my favorite things to do when betting on the Masters is, you know, you look at the odds and sometimes betting on the favorites, you don't really get that value, right? Because, you know, when players win these tournaments, the parity is so, uh, like, you know, so wide. Like, every time we look at, you know, the favorites, we don't really see them winning, right? So there's so much parity. It's almost like hockey playoffs where you bet on the favorite and it's almost like you know that, you're kind of losing that bet before the tournament even under, uh, even happens because of how the tournament's gone in recent uh, events. And, you know, the tournament is growing so much. The talent pool is so fast. Me and you have talked about it. Even other national countries now are even growing into the sport of golf. It's really a fun time in the sport itself. Uh, with how big the pool is of players that could potentially win this year, tell me, is there anybody outside or anything about this tournament that you're really looking forward to? Because if you're a betting man, looking at this tournament or female you know that there's a lot of good value players that you can get right now instead of betting on the favorites i think yeah like this is definitely pretty terrific right now i mean you're having a nice global amount of golfers like in the golf world right now i mean you have people like victor hovland they're from norway that are representing norway like at the masters and it's pretty fun to kind of watch that you almost have like the typical like americans that is dominating and like kind of setting like the stage and like being the top runners as there's a lot of like other golfers from other countries that are definitely making a large impact and definitely have a really solid case for maybe potentially winning. Um, obviously, Hideki, like yeah, Matsuyama won last year though. Um, I know you kind of were talking about like yeah, any more sleeper picks or anybody, any more picks kind of that you would think of. Um, he won last year a little bit and obviously he's been actually doing better actually going up to the Masters than he did last year so that is one pick that I would definitely consider just doing well about overall winning um, Justin Rhodes is a player that's always done well at the Masters too he has seven like yeah really really impressive like starts and really impressive like leading the tournament usually and he's led the tournament multiple times but he's never been able to 
actually capitalized and with that green jacket. Um, Sergio Garcia is a proven winner here. He's won it before. And along with Patrick Reed as well. These two players are a bit older and not like too young anymore um, to the field, but they're two given winners. And I think you should definitely keep a close eye on them for sure as well. Yeah, I agree with everything you said, especially Garcia. That is a very intriguing player. I'm looking forward to watching uh, play on the rounds this uh, weekend. But, you know, the big name, obviously, uh, I'm, I know you're going to be excited to talk about him. Tiger Woods, plus 3,500 odds by DraftKings. Um, you know, definitely not the favorite by any means, but definitely probably the player with the most hype in this tournament. Credit to him. His comeback story is unbelievable. People gave this guy a zero chance to ever come back and a ch zero chance to even make this tournament this fast. What he's doing is almost unhuman-like. And uh, for him to compete, you know, he really drew the media down to the final wire, calling himself a game-time decision. Obviously, this was my favorite golfer growing up. I'm sure I'm not the only person. Yes, he's had some controversial moments in his career as, I guess, the golf player of our generation. Tell me, Tiger Woods, is this a guy that you have any interest putting money on because these odds you can make some real good money if he does impress and do the impossible i think tiger woods story and him just coming back in general and competing at the masters again is just remarkable for the sport it's wonderful that he's even just playing and actually back on his feet because there's no greater feeling than seeing him like at augusta national and just seeing him just playing there no matter if he's doing well or he's doing like yeah bad in general obviously everybody wants him to kind of do well and win there because he's just so fun to kind of watch um you saw the practice rounds there's it got leaked all over twitter just like how many people were there and how you were watching him play um so it's definitely really really cool that he's back and really really like remarkable as he's been playing again just with everything that's happened to him um i definitely would never pick him to win the tournament this year that's for sure definitely making the cut though I would definitely put a little bit of money on that, um, and I might in general because he is Tiger Woods, and he's obviously arguably like yeah one of the best golfers of all time. So I think him making the cut will be a pretty pretty self-given like yeah bet that you kind of make, and I think it's pretty fair what it kind of do because his experience alone at the Masters and winning it literally five times, I think that alone should just go and suggest to you that okay maybe this guy yeah kind of knows his way around there and. Yeah, one thing I'll say, though, when we talk about Tiger Woods and his betting odds is, yes, he is at plus 3,500 right now, but you got to be careful on a lot of sports books and platforms that are realizing the name attached to Tiger Woods and the value that a lot of bettors with how, you know, how much betting's growing uh, in North America, especially Canada with the last week um, in the massive news, but you got to be careful not to fall for the sports book trap. And that trap is, you know, you see the odds on Tiger Woods. You even put down a small wager. You're making a lot of money back if he does win the tournament. I agree with you. I think he can do some damage. But I agree. This is definitely not a guy I'm putting money on to win the whole thing. But, uh, Carson, thank you for coming on the show today. It was a pleasure to have you talk some golf. And I'm really looking forward to the tournament, man. Thanks for coming. We hope to have you on again soon. All right. Thanks, man. And uh, thank you to CK for coming on the show today as, uh, you know, we talked about our golf 
uh, you know, betting odds. But with that, let's go to the next topic, and that is Major League Baseball. All right, so I told you guys next is Major League Baseball. I'm here with host at Battleborn Fan Talk, Mitchell Weatherall, and making his debut, Jacob and Selma, my brother, uh, talking about Major League Baseball fantasy and sports betting. So with that, let's go to Jacob first. You know, let's talk about on the fantasy perspectives. You want an AL sleeper pick to begin. This is a bold pick for a lot of people, but I think people are going to have serious interest, especially because he's a pitcher. So Jacob, tell me the pitcher you have ready to go that you think has some upside. My pitcher is uh, Nathan Avaldi from the Boston Red Sox. I think you, uh, his average draft position is 117 right now. I think he's a steal for his K upside, as he was one of the only pitchers to hit 200 Ks last year. He's in a stacked Red Sox lineup, which is going to help him get wins and quality saves. And uh, his ERA was lower than three uh, last year, so I think that's a great pick. Yeah, you know, Valdi's a guy we know, bounced around a few teams. Uh, was a former Yankee, Mitchell's favorite team over here on the pod. Uh, Mitch, let's hop over to you now. Avaldi, we know lots of experience in the MLB. Certainly an underrated sleeper pick there by Jacob. Going on him, never really thought about that. But Mitch, what about you for an AL sleeper pick in fantasy drafts for MLB this year? Yeah, that's a good name. We all know Lowe's value skyrocketed after the Austin Meadows trade as he heads over to Detroit. But my sleeper pick over here in the AL is actually outfielder Julio Rodriguez of the Seattle Mariners. Um, You know, we all know how highly touted of a prospect he is. He made the opening day roster. I was able to snatch him in our most recent fantasy draft for baseball. Obviously, his expected uh, draft position is probably going to skyrocket since the news he made the team. But this guy watched him all spring training, was dominating at the plate. Uh, You know, he has the defensive effort as well. He has some running upside to steal bags. Uh, I got him around the round 18 mark. So definitely going to shoot up some rankings. But this is a guy that I think you need to get because we all know how hyped up Jared Kalanick was last year. And we know Kellenic's offense didn't really uh, translate into majors. And uh, a lot of people were hyped about him in fantasy. We all thought he was going to be on that Juan Soto type level. And uh, unfortunately, he didn't deliver. But that is a nice bounce back candidate as I'm talking now. Jared Kellenic, I'm very high on. But Julio Rodriguez is definitely a guy I'm telling you guys to go snatch up in all drafts. Uh, but with that, let's go to AL Cy Young before we go over to the National League. Mitch, let's start with you. Who's an underrated long shot for you to win the AL Cy Young and a guy that you would feel comfortable putting on a wager in betting to hopefully get a payoff at the end of the year?
have like an underrated pick. It's so hard to say. Like, I like I wanted to say Ray again, but like I don't know if like I can trust him in Minnesota. Like he's got a new rotation, new thing going. So I'm probably gonna say Cole. I think uh, I think he he needs to have a big bounce back year after that uh wild card game last year. He's gonna have a tough challenge ahead of him though with that uh the the division he's facing with all these high powered offenses. So it's definitely gonna be something he's got to overcome. But again, I think he's he's gonna have a bounce back year and he's got to live up to the hype that he was paid for. So I'm gonna go with Garrett Cole as my uh, second. Wow, that's certainly not an underrated option, and I think you mixed up the teams. Uh, Ray is on Seattle, not Minnesota. Yeah, I know. That's what you meant. Yeah, sometimes, don't worry, I make errors often. Usually get teams mixed up. But, um, you know, since Garrett Cole's not really an underrated option, everybody knows the skill set he has. Let me ask you this question. Do you think that a guy like I guess a Kevin Gosman or Jose Barrios one of those top names they're expected to be a top pitcher do you think with how much hype is around the Blue Jays that those guys can be potential uh, Cy Young winners if you get them at the right price to put a wager on uh, I, I think definitely Jose Barrios uh, like he, he's got a lot to prove moving up in the rotation with the Jays after our Ray, our Ray leaving so uh, again like He's gonna have a big opportunity, and that definitely can be another uh, like little pick for the Cy Young as well. So I would definitely keep an eye on him for sure. All right, let's send things over to Jacob now. Jacob has a very intriguing uh, value kind of pick here for an underrated option as a Cy Young winner in the AL. Jacob, you're making your debut here. Tell me about your AL Cy Young pick because this is a guy that I'm certainly interested in, and I'm definitely looking at sports books about uh you know what offer i could get best for a guy like this because i think you are exactly right in terms of talking about sleepers my sleeper for the al cy young is dylan cease uh i really like cease because he's on one of the best uh teams in a pretty um pitcher friendly ballpark and the k's are there 226 and 165 innings and if he reduces the walks from last year to this year, he'll be right up there in the Cy Young voting. Yeah, Dylan Cease, a real sneaky pick. Uh, you know, obviously with the White Sox, we all know how their expectations are extremely high. Definitely, you can get probably at a good fee. A lot of people, like I said, have talked about, like Mitch's guys, Garrett Cole, guys I mentioned, like Jose Barrios. Um, you know, there's a lot of interest in Dylan Cease and fantasy drafts, so you're not really getting a bargain there. But in terms of Cy Young picking, I think you could find a nice option there. Uh, Cease is a guy, you know, was a highly touted prospect. We all know what he can do when the baseball is in his hand. But in terms of my AL Cy Young sleeper, this one is tough. But I think I might have to go with Shane McLahan. And, you know... Pitching for the Rays, we know, obviously, everybody hates the Rays. They're such a boring team, and I probably butchered his name because uh, there's a lot of A's in there. Uh, Jacob, you want to correct me on how it's said? Nope. <laughs> so, yeah, so I know everybody's laughing right now with how it's said. I don't know, Shane McMahon or whatever. But, um, yeah, definitely probably taking the charge of the Rays rotation this year. We all know the Rays with their analytics and their team. They know what they're doing down there in Tampa despite barely spending a dime 
on players and weapons to help build this team. So definitely a guy that I'm looking at, uh, you know, to make a wager on him, you're getting some real value. Even if you do put a small one on the Rays, usually have some good pitching. They just have a lot of trouble with analytics. And, um, you know, sometimes if the numbers are there, it could frustrate you because they might pull them early on in games, but definitely a guy I'm looking at. I was looking at him a lot in fantasy drafts. Uh, he was around the hundred pick mark for ADPs. I think he could outperform that, uh, just trusting the Rays front office in their system. They really always set themselves up in a good position. And I really like your low pick Mitch, because we know the Rays, if they did trade Meadows, that they are completely comfortable with what he can bring to this lineup and what he brings to the Rays. And you can never count the Rays out because I think they are probably still low-key the favorites for the AL East, despite how good the Jays of offseason moves have been. And obviously, you know, rooting for the Jays and having my own Jays pod, uh, you want to see them do best, so I'm rooting for them. I do have no doubts that they are going to be the best team, but sleepy, sleepy picks there in Tampa Bay. But with that, let's go to the NL now. I'm going to start with my NL Cy Young um, sleeper pick, and this one might be bold. This one might be bold, but that is um, the starting pitcher for the LA Dodgers and Luis Urias. And the reason I'm going with Urias is because we are finally seeing the mantle being passed on from Kershaw as being the hard-throwing number one lefty of the Dodgers rotation. It is now Luis Urias. Urias, we know how high leverage uh, situations he's placed in last year in the playoffs. He looked dominant. This is a guy that's up and down. We know his consistency has sometimes been troubling. His spring has been all right, but this is a guy that I really think is going to make a leap forward. I think he can definitely improve this year. I think now that the mantle's handed to him with how awesome the Dodgers lineup is, I think this is a guy you got to go with if you can get him at a valuable price. I know he's starting to skyrocket now in some sports books as we get closer to opening day, so make sure you take advantage of his odds quickly. Urias is definitely a guy that's going high in fantasy drafts. He's in the top 30, so you're not really getting value there. But if you get a good value on NL Cy Young, the NL Cy Young pitching isn't as deep as it has been in recent years. Obviously, we know injuries to DeGrom and Scherzer might put the Mets out of the rotation. But, you know, there's certainly some underrated options especially in fantasy and even for the al but uh mitch let's go to you again your nl sleeper cy young i think we're having some difficulties with mitch's audio so jacob let's go to you um nl cy young first for my nl cy young i have to go with my boy max freed I think this is going to be his huge breakout year. You saw glimpses of it last year, how he could go the distance for that Atlanta Braves team that's going to be good. And if he could get the Ks up and the walks down, I think he has a very good chance of making it. All right, so uh, Mitch, are you back with us? I'm right here. Can you hear me? Oh, okay, there we go. You're back. All right, Mitch, give us your NL Cy Young before we recap Jacob's pick. Wow, that's a bold-ass pick. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I don't know. I had him last year. I really like what he offered at the, at the uh, when he's on the mound, stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, he's got a really good slider. So if he if he keeps that up, then I'll, uh, I'm going to go with him. Yeah, you know, the problem with Castillo is, though, obviously, you know, he's in a lot of trade gossip. 
Uh, but he is battling some injury. Obviously, they said he they expect him back in April. I don't know. I don't think he's coming back till at least early May, though. Uh, that's a guy I snatched up in my fantasy draft because his ADP this year it's around the 100s, 120 mark, and uh, you know I had no problem taking him there. Low, um, you know, risk, really high reward. He does have ace material stuff. He could get himself in trouble. I love how you mentioned him for an underrated NL Cy Young. I think that's a great pick. We all know the Cincinnati Reds aren't expected to be, you know, playoff favorites. They're going to fight for their spot. They've transitioned to a lot of younger players. They're in kind of a rebuild phase by getting rid of some of their bigger names. But, uh, you know, Diego Castillo, I like that one. That's very underrated. Or, sorry, uh, what, Luis Castillo, Diego Castillo, the Pirates. That, I, that came to my head. Diego Castillo, and this is kind of translating. So, because I mentioned him accidentally, I'm going to kind of bring him up here as an NL sleeper pick in fantasy drafts because this guy's currently going undrafted diego castillo has shown lots of power with the pirates in spring training this year uh he is going to be on the opening day roster he is probably going to play a lot of games for the pirates he is currently a third baseman which is key brian hayes's position but he can easily slide inside he's hitting the baseball really damn well this spring uh mitch is diego castillo a guy that you would have some interest in I would definitely snatch him for sure. Uh, like I know, like everyone, I feel like everyone would stay away from pirates, uh, pirates uh, players for some reason. But again, like with the numbers he put up and all that, I I would definitely keep my eye out on him for the future. All right, so let's transition over now to NL sleeper picks. Mitch, who's a guy you're going with? He can be either a pitcher or just any other position. He, I know he only had uh, like the 11 innings in spring training, but he had a decent ERA. He went uh, 12 strikeouts, couple walks. It's not bad. So he's gonna get a he's gonna get a spot in the Reds rotation for sure. And he's definitely uh, a rookie. I would keep my out for uh, for uh, NL rookie of the year. Yeah, you know, I think I'm gonna look at also the Reds rotation. I really like Hunter Green. I like the stuff he brings. He's got a you know a big pitch armory. He's going to be in the rotation. He did get a little trouble in his last spring start. Uh, but, you know, that's a guy with, I think, high upside for an extremely low cost. He's currently going at the back end of drafts. Most drafts undrafted as well. You could definitely get a wager on him to win NL Cy Young for a good price. But NL Cy Young, before we get to Jacob, my clear-cut favorite is O'Neal Cruz. Definitely a guy I'm going to reach for in drafts. I'm going to put a wager on for sure, despite his odds being extremely high. I think he is the current NL favorite right now. Um, you know, O'Neill Cruz, tons of power in his bat. He is down in Indianapolis AAA for the Pirates right now due to, um, you know, service time and all that stuff. So classic Pirates move there. But that's a guy I'm looking at. O'Neill Cruz, uh, 6'7", shortstop, can play the infield uh, really good defensively and at the plate. So... If you can get O'Neill Cruz in your fantasy drafts or if you get him on any sports book for a good fee, definitely smash that because uh, he is certainly going to hit many bombs this year at PNC Park for a very cheap Pirates team. But with that, Jacob, let's go to you for your pick. My pick for sleeper NL is going to be Suzuki from the Cubs, the outfielder from Japan. Uh, he's tearing it up in spring right now. I think he has like four home runs. 
and um, he's highly touted from Japan, so I could definitely see this guy being like the next Otani and being a superstar in the MLB. Yeah, you know, Saya Suzuki, a highly touted signing this offseason. A lot of teams had interest in the NL. Certainly brings a bat to uh, the Cubs lineup. The Cubs are an interesting team. They're supposed to be in a rebuild phase, but they did add some pretty good pieces. So credit to the Cubs there. They are uh, still fighting in that NL Central that's very weak uh, with a team like the Pirates and Cincinnati Reds. And we were talking a lot about the NL in this episode. But with that, let's go to our long shots to win the World Series. But I just want to wrap up also underrated names to look out for, guys, especially in the NL pitching is Brandon Woodruff. I think for NL Cy Young, that's a sleeper pick there. I think, uh, you know, you can get him at pretty good value right now. A lot of people rate Corbin Burns as, you know, the number one ace, respectfully. But Woodruff is a guy that, you know, he's going to be on a very good Milwaukee team. He's going to be probably the second starter. And uh, a lot of sports books have him for a good price. And, you know, that's a guy, I think, playing a lot of easy opponents in that division. Like I said, he's going to get a lot of starts there. I think uh, that's certainly a guy that I would look for because you can get a real nice price for him but also some of the guys to look out for there is a lot of prospects coming up in the nl there's a lot of guys that are you know bringing power bats to the nl and if you want to go on the al side pina on houston you know this is a guy he plays the shortstop position make contact uh he's expected to be the leadoff hitter uh snatch him in your fantasy drafts he's going undrafted right now uh, if you want to put a sports uh bet on him as well you could get pretty pretty good odds for him to win uh, MVP. I mean, uh, sorry, um, Rookie of the Year MVP. That'd be amazing if you do end up with him on your fantasy team and he does win MVP. But uh, you could definitely get him for Rookie of the Year. He's going to be on a pretty good Houston squad. Usually those guys are always good despite losing players every year. Uh, they're going to be competitive. They have a good culture down in Houston. But uh, a couple other guys to look out for is like C.J. Abrams, right, in the NL, potential NL. Uh, rookie of the year another shortstop can make contact lacks power but uh, can definitely make some contact and he's going to be on the Padres opening night roster and uh, you know Jacob wants to mention Hunter Green again as I said earlier in the episode but with that as we wrap up uh, this episode let's go to our long shot world series picks Mitch let's start with you uh, I'm not saying this year but I like I really like what the twins did this offseason Bringing in Correa, they got Byron Buxton, they even got uh, like uh, Sanchez from the Yankees too. They just dumped like so much cap space and got a lot younger. So in the near future, I would definitely keep an eye out on them. Like I know, like they got the White Sox in the division. That's like going to be a battle for first place in that division. But still, I uh, they're a team that I'm definitely going to watch in the future because they got rid of so much and they brought in so many good pieces. So I'm going to go with the Twins. Yeah, that's a good pick. I was thinking about them too. They certainly added a lot this offseason, and they are certainly trying to compete with the White Sox for that division. Jacob, let's go to you. I'm going to stay in that division that Mitch was talking about and go with the Detroit Tigers. I think Casey Mize takes a huge step forward this year and solidifies himself as the ace. Uh, bringing, or calling up Spencer Torkelson as your first baseman is huge. Having guys there like Miguel Cabrera is huge for like a guy like uh, Torkelson and stuff. So I really like the way they're going, bringing in Austin Meadows, Javier Baez, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez really buffers up this team in a pretty weak division. I think they beat out the Twins for second place. 
Yeah, that's also a really good sleeper pick there. Both those teams you can probably get for really good odds. Uh, they're probably going to make you a lot of money back, even if you do put just a little small wager on them. Both teams, I like how you guys mentioned, they made huge additions in the offseason. And the Tigers, like you said, Jake, yeah, that's a good pick because they are certainly adding and they won't stop. So they definitely think that their window is just on the rise, and rightly so. They have a lot of top prospects. My sleeper pick long shot to win the World Series is actually in the NL, and I'm going with the San Diego Padres. And this is why I think despite the injury to Fernando Tatis Jr., arguably the best baseball player in the major leagues, um, you know, I think a team like the Padres that do lack some bullpen depth, um, I think that the rotation has got its numbers. They have guys like Ryan Weathers, Chris Paddock at the back end, Nick Martinez has had a really nice spring training, which is under, really under the radar. Definitely a guy to look at for fantasy. Uh, Roberto Suarez, the closer they signed overseas. Um, you know, we've seen what he's done in MLB. He's had a nice spring as well. He's the favorite to get the closing role. But guys like Blake Snell, Hugh Darvish, Mike Clevenger's coming back. And uh, they do have some offense. Jorge Alfaro, who they acquired from the Marlins, smashed his fourth home run with the Padres in spring training at the catcher position. I think if Fernando Tatis makes a surprising return early, which I don't think is out of question, I think the Padres have really good odds right now to go bet. So go to your nearest sports book or whatever one you signed up with. Go bet on the Padres right now because the swinging Friars odds are probably the cheapest investor going to get probably all season long because I think Manny Machado leading this team uh, throughout the year until Tatis comes back. I think he can also be an under-the-radar MVP option in the NL. Because, you know, NL MVP usually goes to a team that's pretty dominant and like to a team that's dominant as a player that's really contributing to that. And I think if the Padres can at least stay in that win column pretty consistently without Fernando Tatis Jr., uh, Machado is going to get a lot of praise. And I think a guy like Machado in a shallow third base position now in terms of fantasy, he does have a lot of power. So he is going pretty early in that one, two, three round uh, early round picks, but definitely a guy and a team that I'm looking out for. But also, on the AL side, I'm looking at the Chicago White Sox. And that is because we all know the White Sox had a terrible end to their season. They were so high rated. They made a lot of moves. They bring in Kendall Graveman. They ship out Kimbrell. They bring in A.J. Pollock to solidify that outfield with Luis Robert, Eloy Jimenez. If Tim Anderson's able to stay healthy and Jose Abreu continues to mash baseballs at his age, there is no reason why this team cannot win the World Series. But go Jays, go. Um, this is going to be an exciting year. Opening day is tomorrow, and uh, that's all from us, folks. Thank you guys for listening to the Making Money Podcast. We'll be back with you guys next week. Enjoy. Here comes the money. Here we go.